Welcome to episode three of The Fasting Pod. In this episode, I'm going to go through 10 motivational tips to keep you on track. I'm hoping at the end of the episode, you really have enough information to start fasting and joining the pod. In this episode, I'm going to point you to the resources page, which is a curated page of some of the tools I found really useful to aid my fasting. Some of the links on that page are affiliate links, which essentially means I get a small commission if you decide to buy the item from that link. This is at completely no cost to you. So let's get on with the tips and roll the titles. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. This is a reasonably long episode, so I'm just going to get straight into the tips. So tip number one is drink lots of water. The rationale really behind this is that you have a lot less water when you're fasting mainly because you receive quite a lot of water through the food that you eat and obviously you're only having 25% of your normal food. Now, I'd like you to think for a minute about water and your motivation to drink it. Over the years, I've tried lots of things to get me to drink water. I've tried various plastic bottles, I've tried apps, I've tried filling a small glass, I've tried a pint glass or a, a larger glass. I've even tried a carafe and a matching glass. But I think I finally cracked it. And if you have a look on my resources page, you'll see the chili water bottle. They're made from stainless steel, which means you don't get that horrible sort of plastic taste. They're amazing to hold and they keep water at the same temperature as you put it in. So and you can have hot water in there if, if you want. I particularly like the 750 ml or the 25 ounce size. But I know quite a lot of people I know like the 500ml or the 16 ounce size. They come in some great designs. I particularly like my tropical leopard one, but they also have a tropical elephant, flamingo or giraffe and, and lots of and loads of designs on their site. The reason um, I think it's important to have water when you're also when you're um, fasting is it makes you less hungry. I, I, in during the day, I try and make sure that I have um, a 300ml or a small glass of water before I go out in the morning because I, I usually go out and walk my dog in the morning. I don't have any more than that because otherwise, you know, I want to go to the loo on the walk. I then try and have about 750ml or 25 fluid ounces before one o'clock and ideally another half bottle be, before one o'clock as well. And then I have another 750 ml um, and ideally, again, another half bottle in the afternoon, which takes me up to about two and a half litres of water. If I can, in the evening, I try and squeeze in another 750 ml, 25 fluid ounces. And in the summer, I usually find that I can uh, fit in another one, but not normally in the winter. So generally, I'm, I'm... drinking between two and a half litres to 3.3 litres of water a day and it sort of peaks to sort of four litres in the summer. I, I do find that 
I drink less water in the winter, mainly because I get quite um, quite cold, and it's sort of that's amplified um, with fasting, which is sort of a downside to fasting, if you like. So I find that I I want to um, have less water. Tip two, and this is something that's come from the previous episode. Don't overcommit. I'm going to say that again because I think it's really important, and it's why a lot of people fail. Don't overcommit. Think about fasting in the short term initially. Concentrate on getting through your, your your two fast days every week. Stick to your calories, and eat whatever feels comfortable. Obviously, if you if you're really into healthy foods, keep going with those. But if you're not, don't worry about it too much at this stage. Lose the weight. Now, I'm I'm a planner in life. And I, I kind of want to know the end game. So what I did is I, I, I've kind of divided my sort of health goals, if you like, into sort of three phases and then, you know, sort of quite long term phases. So phase one is lose the weight. And essentially, I want to get to my goal weight, which I've got to. And then I want to stay there for at least two or three months. I want to keep up with my existing walking regime with my dog so I usually walk a minimum of 90 minutes a day and I generally get 12,000 steps in a day which I'm really happy with now again thinking about not over committing if you don't do that by all means introduce something but don't make it a massive commitment commit to losing the weight first of all and then my phase two is introducing healthier alternatives so I want to cut out of some of the things that I eat now, like uh, I like an ice cream cone called a Canetto, for example. Uh, I like cereal bars, uh, particularly like an apricot and uh, natural yogurt one, and and chocolate. And I want to replace those with nuts or avocado instead. I'm going to do it really slowly, and I've already started to sort of introduce it. But you've got to still live your life. And, you know, if that meal comes up that's sort of a bit unhealthy and but it's with friends, then it's important to do it. And you can always um, fast a bit more the next week. And then my final sort of element is to introduce exercise. And I'm I'm hoping sort of to do that haven't really sort of thought about sort of too much i do like the michael mosley approach to exercise he, he reckons you only need to do 60 seconds of high intensity interval training so on an exercise bike you can like warm up for a few minutes you place the resistance on the hardest you can manage at a fast speed so obviously you, you still need to be able to turn your legs but barely if you like you do that for 20 seconds then you take a break for a couple of minutes You repeat the same thing. So the hardest resistance you can manage at the fastest speed for 20 seconds. Then you take a break for a couple of minutes and then you repeat it once more and then obviously take a break to warm down. That sounds quite interesting to me. And he's documented quite a lot of, of benefits to that. Tip number three, keep busy, busy, busy. Try not to fast on the day where you're not busy. You know, if you're going to be at home or just binge on Netflix or you're expecting a a sort of quiet day at work, then maybe you should consider moving your fast day to another day. 
Alternatively, why not perform that task that you've been putting off for ages? Tidying that room you've been needing to do, performing that task at work. Just to try and keep yourself busy on a fast day. And, you know, get yourself in the zone. I find, for example, when I'm doing a lot of computer coding, that when I really want to concentrate, I put on my Bose headphones and I listen to The Greatest Showman. And I find that really gets me to think about what I'm doing. And the more I do that, the less I think about fasting, which is which is good. Uh, uh, so, you know, ask the, if you can't think of anything, ask the person sort of special in your life or the boss or a colleague, what tasks are outstanding that have been outstanding for ages? Because who knows, you know, you might get a chance to lose weight, gain all those health benefits. And in addition to that, get recognised at home or work, give a go in the extra mile. It's a win-win. Tip number four, track your progression. It's really important to monitor your progress. Sounds obvious, but you need to weigh yourself. Ideally, this needs to be done on a specific day using the same scales in the same place. For me, it's my bathroom on the same tile on a Saturday as soon as I get up, without any clothes, my Fitbit on my wrist and my glasses removed. Doesn't matter what way you do it, as long as it's consistent. My scales record my body fat percentage and BMI as well. So I've seen them drop from 93.2 kilos or 201 pounds, 25.9% body fat and 29.9 BMI down to 69.1 kilos or 152 pounds. 16.4% body fat and 22.6 BMI. Which is really interesting to see the difference in, in four years. The one thing I'm really annoyed with myself about though is I didn't measure my waist. Because that's the one thing that re you can really see progression on. So in order to do that properly, what you want to do is you want to stand with your feet shoulder width apart. Somewhere private, private to get the most accurate measurement, you should be measuring against skin. Breathe out normally. Measure from your belly button around your waist, making sure you're keeping the tape straight and not depressing the skin. Otherwise, that's going to give you a false reading. I mean, I, I now obviously know that I'm much better than I was because I can actually get my jeans on and I'm swimming in them. So I can see what's changed, but it would have been nice to actually have that data to know what I was before. Tip number five, understand your triggers. I've got used to people eating in front of me when I'm fasting and I don't really find it too much of a problem. But I do find some smells an issue. For example, I cooked my wife the other day cheese and toast and the smell was amazing, but very hard when you can't have it. I also had some raspberry macaroon tarts, which I left out the other day, and I kept on noticing them when I, when I was fasting. I really should have put them away in a drawer. If you kind of love the baker or you've got a favourite restaurant, try not walking past it on a fasting day. Also, think about sort of your trigger points during the day. I have a very bad trigger point after I've had coffee, after my meal in the evening, it's always my danger point when I'm likely to eat. So what I tend to do is get ready for bed, even if it's a bit earlier than I would do normally, 
and I do my teeth because once I've done my teeth, I know I can't really think about food. And I'm hoping this is going to also encourage me to go to bed earlier. But work out what triggers you and what on how you can avoid that. Tip number six, tea, coffee and other hot drinks. I drink lots of coffee and tea on a fast day, especially over lunch. I must say when I first started fasting, I found tea really good because it felt as though it's lining my stomach and somehow I didn't sort of feel so hungry. I also, as I said before, get a bit colder when I'm fasting. And so I find it really good around lunchtime to have a drink. And the great news about tea and coffee, so long as you don't have sugar and milk with them, you can drink them as often as you want. And if you're really into, into really good tea, I can thoroughly encourage you to visit Camellia's Tea House in London. They produce some amazing tea. I can particularly recommend the Cherry Blossom Tea or the Japanese Sencha Tea as being really amazing. If you really want to treat yourself, and one of the things we're going to be talking about um, later on in this episode is uh, rewarding yourself for getting to a particular point in time, either weight-wise or whatever it might be, you might want to be interested in this particular part. There's a place called South Lodge nestled in the West Sussex countryside in the UK and it does the best tea in the world. It's actually from Camellia's Tea House but they don't produce it uh, apart from this for this hotel and it's called Lady Godana Grey Tea and if you get a chance, well worth having it. Also, if you get a chance to go to South Lodge for afternoon tea, I can thoroughly recommend it, although I'd recommend you go in the week. Tip number seven. Quieten your mind and give yourself permission to relax. Different people relax in different ways. But try and make sure when you're fasting that when you relax, it doesn't involve thoughts of food. If you, for example, normally watch a film while eating something special, probably not a good idea on a fast day. And, you know, if you've made yourself really busy and you've got that job done for your boss or your significant other and you're a bit tired and you've decided that's it, that's enough's enough, give yourself permission to have that bubble bath you've been looking forward to or going to bed early. Or if you enjoy exercising, doing catching up on that extra class. If you like meditating, start a session. There are lots of things you can do to relax. I follow uh, a lady by the name of Amy Landino online and she raves about morning pages. Morning pages essentially means that you write three pages of your thoughts first thing in the morning. And it's something that I'm really looking to, to do next year. Tip number eight. Find a fasting buddy or community. If you're starting to fast, why not do it with somebody? I fast with my wife, for example. You could fast with a friend. But there's lots of online communities to go to. On Facebook, the Fast 5.2 uh, website has um, a community section worth going on there. You could post your fasting progress in a blog that you have or on social media. You just need to do whatever's comfortable for you. But the great thing is whatever you do, generally you have two things that are great. You're accountable to somebody 
and you have a place to go where you're comfortable to ask questions, get feedback or just have a friendly ear when you need it. I've become accountable to the world because I've posted a lot of my information online or in this podcast. And I'm hoping in future episodes to show off my community and what they've done with fasting. Tip number nine, reward yourself and take stock. Sometimes a bit of bribery to yourself can work wonders. Or maybe you're working with a, a fasting buddy and they can bribe you too. Set yourself a short goal. Now, I wouldn't say you want to be much more than two or three weeks. Decide on the criteria for that goal. So it might be you want to lose weight, uh, so many less kilos or so many less pounds. You might want to look for a reduction in your waist measurement, for example. Whatever goal yourself you set yourself, think of an appropriate reward, complete the goal, get the reward. It's really fulfilling and it means that you, you want to strive to do the next award and the next award. And it's really, really motivating. Also, take stock. Look at the progression you've, rec- you've recorded. Look back on the rewards that you've rewarded yourself for and what you've achieved. Think about what's, what's improved. Have you got better sleep, better general well-being? Do your genes finally fit? Tip number 10. You can eat it tomorrow. Thank you, Mimi Spencer, co-author of the Fasting 5-2 Diet. I've mentioned this in the first podcast and this simply is my number one top tip because it always gets you through the, the fast. Simple reason? You can never be that hungry that you can't wait until tomorrow to eat what you want. Now, with other diets, you may have to wait. You know, you may, I don't know, have a naughty day on a Saturday, for example. And you may have to, and this is now Tuesday, and you now have to wait till Saturday before you can do, you have what you really want. You don't with fasting. You can have what you want the next day. Now, you may need to do some some something around accommodating that, but you can have what you want the next day. And I cannot tell you how many times I've come close to breaking a fast. I just thought of this and thought, do you know what? I'll be fine tomorrow. So in this episode, I want you to think about drinking more and how you motivate yourself to drink. Don't overcommit. Keep busy so you're not constantly thinking about fasting and being hungry. Track your progression, particularly record your weight. Understand what your triggers are. So don't walk past that baker or somewhere where you consider that it will make you hungry. Drink lots of tea and coffee. Quiet your mind, relax and find a fasting buddy because you can bounce ideas off them. They can be a shoulder to cry on if you need it or you can say, well, what about this or what about that? Reward yourself for getting to a particular goal. And finally, 
And most importantly, remember, whatever you do, you can always eat it tomorrow. So all that's left for me to say is, happy fasting. <laughs>